Yeah, <clears throat> kids, you can be dismissed and head on to your classes. Welcome, everybody. It's great to see you here this morning. Glad you could join us on a rainy Sunday morning. Um, it's just great to see everybody. For you that don't know me, my name is Dave Hine. I have the uh, privilege and honor of filling in for Bob this morning. And uh, I'm really excited to be here and be able to share a few things with you guys. Um, we're going to continue our series called Life in the Balance. And kind of the, the theme of this series is, uh, it's the idea that we have these good things in life, we have these bad things in life, we have, you know, joy, we have suffering, um, there's these tragic things that happen in life, and then there's these beautiful things that happen. And how do we hold all that? How do we hold all those things together? And um, it's... It's an idea called integration. How do we integrate all of these different things in our lives, the good and the bad, the difficult things that sometimes happen to us? My daughter, Haley, is a counselor, and I was visiting with her this week about this idea of, of integration. And she says that, you know, when she meets with clients, she's always kind of struck by this, how... Um, how deep we have this desire for things to make sense, to work out. We have this desire for, to feel safe, um, to feel like we're going to be okay. It's a pretty big desire of our human heart. Um, so this, we have this idea of, of integrating. How do we hold all that together? We're looking through the Psalms. And we're um, going to divide up the Psalms and kind of look at them in three different categories as we're going through this. Um, psalms of orientation, Psalms of disorientation, and Psalms of reorientation. We're going to kind of look at the Psalms through that lens, okay? Um, today we're going to look at disorientation, and we're going to look at a Psalm of disorientation. So Bob gave me this, and when he was kind of planning out some sermon series, he's like, hey, Dave, could you do the disorientation? And I was like, thank you, for, thank you for that. I don't know if Bob was like, Dave just walks around disoriented a lot, so it's going to be perfect for him. But we've all experienced that idea of kind of painful things in life. If you've never experienced a time of disorientation, maybe go help Rob Willoughby in the Boy Scout room. It sounds like... Cleaning up 40 years of filth and muck might be a little disorienting, but um, so, but just briefly, psalms of orientation are the psalms that affirm God is in control and life is well-ordered, and Bob started the series last week and talked about that, how we become oriented with God and talked about his vastness. Psalms um, of disorientation are ones of lament questioning of God, questioning God's existence, questioning God's faithfulness, his goodness, and where he can be in times of trouble. Psalms of reorientation are ones of looking back on things past and offering thanks to God 
for deliverance. Psalms of disorientation or times of disorientation in our lives. Times of unwanted change. And we experience some painful, really hard things in life. Failed relationships, maybe failed health. Times when maybe we feel betrayed. And it's these times that we, we realize that the world isn't safe, right? We're, we're kind of struck with the idea that, that idea that maybe things aren't always safe. And we kind of don't like to talk about these things at church, not necessarily wellspring, but just really as Christians, as people sometimes, we don't like to deal with these times of suffering and talk about these, these times of disorientation. We don't really like to deal with it because it makes us come to that reality of sometimes God feels distant, right? Sometimes it feels like, is he, is he hearing this? Does he care? Those are hard questions. Those are hard things to kind of deal with and wrestle with. And it causes us to do that. I do want to say kind of as we get started too, I, I understand there's probably people here today that are hurting that you might be in a really, really difficult place and you're here today. I, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I appreciate you being here. Also, too, I think sometimes we need to realize as Christians that like sometimes people aren't here in church because they have a hard time reconciling a good God with the difficult things that they've been through and the pain that they've encountered. I don't, sometimes I don't know that we fully grasp that. Sometimes I think as Christians, we're like, why aren't more people at church? And how come more people aren't here? Sometimes people have a really hard time reconciling all that, I think. But God is good. God is good. He's sometimes wild and sometimes mysterious, but he is good. I also feel like I need to say this. I don't want to forget to say this. A lot of times when we go through these really hard, difficult things, these painful situations, we kind of wonder, like, why didn't God intervene here, right? How come he couldn't have intervened in this situation? It's good to remember that God has already intervened in our life in the most amazing way. On the cross that God intervened in our life to save us from sin and shame. And so God has intervened in our life in the most amazing way. God is good. He is wild. He is mysterious. He is good. So as we look at Psalms of disorientation, it's good to realize, it's, you know, for whatever reason, God lets the sin and brokenness of the world play out in our lives, right? We know that. God lets the sin and brokenness of the world play out in our lives, and that causes a lot of pain. We've caused pain. I've caused pain. I've been the recipient of pain, and I've caused pain, and God lets it play out, and sometimes it wounds us. So we're going to look at Psalm 13, 
If you want to look in your, um, in your pew Bible, Psalm 13, verses 1 through 4, it's also going to be up here for us. And I'm going to have my friend Sierra read those verses for us. Psalm 13, 1 through 4. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. Thank you. I want to ask a question here. What comes to mind when you hear these verses? When you think of disorientation and you think about the difficulty of life, when you, when you hear these verses, when you read these, what comes to mind? Does it bring comfort? Like, well, I, I don't know. What, really curious what you guys think. What, what thoughts come to mind when you hear these verses? Yes. Yeah. Great. She said there's nothing new under the sun that people have been experiencing hardships for since the beginning of time. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. What else? What else comes to mind when you think of the idea of disorientation? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. It's honest. The Psalms are an honest cry to God. I once heard that the Psalms aren't always theologically correct, but they are honest cries out to God. Yeah, I love that. I love that about it. It's not like, hey, everything's okay. We're Christians, so it's all going to work out you know, unicorns and rainbows, but it's an honest cry. Yeah, anything else when you look at that? Yes. Great. Yeah. God wants us to be honest. Omar said that, you know, there was a time when he, he didn't want to maybe be honest with God because he didn't want to be disrespectful to God, but God already knows what's going on in his heart. So it's this honest crying. He was also saying that, like, God can take that. God can take our honest cries. Yeah. Great. That's great stuff. Anybody else thought on that, on these verses? Yes. Oh, great, yeah. Bob just said there's, a, there's sometimes a disconnect from what we feel and what we know to be true. Great, yeah, that's a great thing to remember. We're going to talk about that a little bit too in times of disorientation. What do we feel 
and what's actually true. No, that's good. Thank you so much. Um, in the message translation of those verses, um, it's kind of interesting. Um, David is saying, long enough, God. You've ignored me long enough. I've looked at the back of your head long enough. I thought that was kind of interesting too. So this was written by King David. King David um, was supposed to be king. <laughs> and he finds himself hiding out in caves. And Saul, who he's trying to honor with his life, is chasing him and trying to kill him. So here's this guy that was supposed to be king. He's on the run. He's alone. And he's crying out to God. And these are his honest thoughts of his heart. So yeah, Psalms of disorientation. Great to read when we're going through hard things to just, sometimes maybe we don't even know, how do I tell God how I'm feeling? I don't even know how to express what's going on in my heart when, you're, when we're going through hard things. And sometimes the Psalms are great to help us express that. So obviously there, there are different levels kind of of this disorientation. Some things that we experience maybe make us take a step back and just kind of reevaluate things, right? Uh, I have the, the, um, the honor of working with, with college kids here in town. I've sat across the table with kids at Blum Union and college kids telling me about how, you know, things just haven't worked out and it's caused them to maybe take a step back and reevaluate, like, I'm not doing very well in my major. Like, I'm not, my grades aren't very good. I think I might change this. Or um, a boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them, and they're just kind of reevaluating what they thought was important and where they put their identity. And so we go through times of disorientation that cause us to kind of take a step back and reevaluate. And then there's those things that rattle us to the core. They rattle us to the core. A spouse that comes in and tells us that they're done <laughs> and they want a divorce. Maybe those times when you get the diagnosis from the doctor and it's not good. Maybe you're seeing a loved one, a child, a parent going through just a really, really difficult time. In the obituaries, oh, so this was a couple weeks ago, I saw where there, there was a 15-year-old girl who died of cancer, a freshman in high school. And I read that, and I was like, oh, my, I just, it, it just stuck with me. I, I just, I thought about the, the parents and, and the grandparents, maybe siblings. You know, you know there were prayers, Right? And maybe God felt distant, or God, do you hear me? Are, are you, can you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we want God to intervene in a different way than he already has, right? We, we're looking for something different. Tough stuff, no way around it. I think what we do in these times of disorientation are super critical because we're all going to go through it at some point. I got a chance to visit with the interns this week, and I, 
I was just honest. I was like, hey, look, you're going to get punched in the mouth by life at some point. It's going to happen. And it's at those times what we do and how we react is critical to our faith. There's a great scene in the movie Forrest Gump. Um, I'm going to play here in just a second. If you've never seen the movie, Forrest is it's kind of an interesting character. I don't know how else to describe it. But Forrest is in Vietnam, okay? And he's got this lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. And um, they are in this firefight. And Lieutenant Dan comes from a long line of military people, right? That, and, and some of them died on the battlefield. And that was kind of what he thought his destiny was. Lieutenant Dan was going to either lead his man and courageously come home or die on the battlefield, but he didn't want to come home shot up. He didn't want to come home crippled. Well, they're in this firefight, and Lieutenant Dan, he has his legs blown off, and Forrest saves him. Forrest carries him to safety. And so what we see in this clip are Lieutenant Dan and Forrest in the hospital, okay? And we kind of see Lieutenant Dan's reaction uh, to Forrest and reaction to this disorientation that he is now experiencing. So, Billy, if you'd run that clip, that'd be great. Yeah, I love that scene. I had a destiny. You don't understand. This isn't the way this was supposed to go. I'm sure David felt the same way. I was supposed to be king. And here I am, hiding out in this cave. I'm Lieutenant Dan Taylor. This this isn't how this was supposed to go for me. I love at the end, what am I going to do now? Basically saying, how do I move forward? He has no idea how to move forward. He's completely disoriented. Well, we have this delicate balance, I think, in life 
when we experience these kinds of things. Because there is a time of mourning, right? There's a time of mourning. The Bible speaks of that. The scriptures speak of that. And there's a time when we come around our friends who are in mourning. And there's a time for that, that we need to mourn loss. That's biblical. That's healthy, (laughs) emotional stuff. There's a time of mourning. But we can't, we can't drown in it. <laughs> we can't bec- become overwhelmed with it. We can't let it define us. There's a great scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Therefore, we do not lose heart. In the midst of these difficult times and suffering, we can't lose heart. We can't let it overwhelm us. And I see sometimes we make these kind of different mistakes. One is just to pretend like everything is okay. Sometimes I see Christians are kind of like, hey, God's still on the throne. I'm good. Everything's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. I'm fine, I swear, Jack Frazier. I actually called Jack this week, and I was like, tell me about the song, I'm fine, I swear. I love this. I love this song. Jack went through just a really difficult, disorienting time last summer. And he goes, the first two or three months when people would ask me how I'm doing, I'm like, I'm fine, I swear. And he goes, but I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't fine. And sometimes that's our reaction as Christians. Like, I'm fine, I swear, I'm good. And we, don't really, we don't really lean into the pain. We don't really see what God has for us. We don't really uh, lean into it in a healthy way. And actually, that song, I find, I'm Fine, I Swear, is a great song of um, disorientation and reorientation, of holding the good and the bad both in life. So shameless plug for Jack Frazier. Go listen to his new song. He's got three or four, and they're great. So I'm a fanboy, I admit it. <laughs> but how do we hold those things together. Or sometimes we numb the pain. We've talked about that here at Wellspring. Instead of leaning into it, we're just like, I'll just, yeah, alcohol or weed or pornography or shopping or Netflix or whatever we do that kind of avoid actually really dealing with difficult things. Then the other thing that we sometimes do is we can drown in it. We get mad at God. We get mad at our Christian friends. We get this victim mentality. We become overwhelmed by it. That's kind of the path that I've taken in life a few times. I had this stretch in my life. I was going through a really rough time in my life. And um, I think by most accounts, my friends are like, yeah, that's a rough one. That's a That's a... That's a punch to the face for sure. And I thank goodness for my small group guys and people that 
kept me grounded, kept me oriented to God in my life. But I had this um, spiritual mentor lady named Marilyn. She's older than me, and I would call Marilyn and visit with her about kind of this situation. And I was having a bad day. I was in a bad place, and I was starting to lose it. I really was. I was, I was not doing well. Um, and I'm talking to Marilyn, and I'm, I'm starting to say these things like, and I, I, it was it was childish. I was, I was responding like a child, honestly. But I was like, Marilyn, this is bull crap. I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening to me. I was trying to help these people. I was trying to follow Jesus. How in the world? This is ridiculous. I bet I said this is ridiculous three or four times. And I think what I was really saying was God's ridiculous. And I think Marilyn caught on to that. This is ridiculous. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, I can't overcome. I can't do this. I was coming unhinged. <laughs> I was losing my grip. I had a victim mentality. And I was responding like a child. And Marilyn stopped me. And she goes, who are you? And I was like, what? She goes, who are you? Who are you to think that you're not going to go through some of life's toughest things? Who are you? Who are you to think that you were going to avoid all that? You think like you're special? You think that other people that were following Jesus didn't experience some of this? Like, who are you? She said, Jesus died for situations like this. This is why Jesus died, for situations just like this. And you're telling me that Jesus isn't big enough to get you through this? You're having a crisis of faith, she said. That's what you're having. You need to get a grip. You need to realize who Jesus is in your life. I was silent for what seemed like a minute, probably five seconds, and I said, Okay. <laughs> it was stone cold. It honestly was. It was stone cold truth that I, de- I needed to hear it. And I'm forever grateful that she said it. But it was like a slap upside the faith going, face going, wake up. What are you talking about? We worship a huge God, and you're responding like a child. It was awesome. It was a truth bomb in the middle of a childish rant that was just great. I'm glad I could hear it, because I almost couldn't, to be honest. So what do we do with this disorientation? How do we get through this? What's the plan? Um, you know, I don't typically kind of like um, necessarily sermons that have like these things that wrap it up necessarily, like five points to a better prayer life or seven steps for whatever, you know. However, <laughs> be that as it may, <laughs> I have three thoughts for you. How about that? 
<laughs> I have three thoughts. One, we are not alone when we're going through things like this. We are not alone. This doesn't eliminate pain, but it helps us move through it differently. Okay, we are not alone. We have friends, hopefully a community of believers. We have the Holy Spirit. As believers, God promises the Holy Spirit to help us. We have the scriptures. We are not alone. Second thought, we have to practice the peace and joy that we want to feel. We have to practice the peace and joy we want to feel. You know, sometimes I think as Christians, we're like, hey, I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have to experience these really difficult things, one. And then two, it's like, I'm a Christian. I guess just I'm, I'll just be okay. It takes work, guys, when we're in, going through some of these hard things. Like, it, it just doesn't happen. You probably need to go see a Christian counselor. You probably need to spend more time in the word than you already are. You might want to memorize some scripture. When I was going through the hardest time in my life, I had these note cards that had scripture on them and quotes from this Christian book that was super powerful for me. And I carried them around all the time. They were in my pocket. They were in my car. Like it takes work. It takes work. You have to practice the peace and joy that you want to feel. Our brains don't automatically go there. You have to be intentional about speaking truth to yourself and digging for delight. You have to be intentional about speaking truth to to yourself and digging for delight. The third thought, what is the message that I'm going to carry forward from it? What is the message I'm going to carry forward from it? If you're going to go through it, you might as well grow through it. That's that's a Dave Hine original right there. No, it's not. (laughs) If you're going to go through it, you might as well grow through it. How am I going to take this pain, speak truth to it, and show up differently? How am I going to take this pain, speak truth to it, and show up differently? Those are three thoughts for you of how we can maybe get through this. Um, I want to say this, just I'm closing with this. I am so proud of the people of Wellspring, and I mean that. So many of you have died, have dove, divin, divin, have really embraced (laughs) getting healing. You've been vulnerable with each other. You've been transparent. You've... um, really fought for some health. And I, I'm, just, I'm just really proud of you guys, honestly. And I know the young people that I get to work with through college, young life, I mean, I'm telling you, these, these young folks, man, they're, they're, they're diving into stuff. They're coming out better. They're, they're figuring out how they're going to speak truth to the pain and come out on the other side differently. And a lot of people in Wellspring are doing that. And I just, I'm just so um, grateful to be a part of this congregation, and Pastor Bob leading the way on all this stuff has been great, but I'm serious. I'm just proud of the folks in this place, 
And uh, yeah, honored to be uh, able to be a part of this and that we can get up and talk about these kind of difficult things. And so I just wanted to close with that. So I'm going to pray for us. And uh, yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. And uh, thank you for a chance to look at disorientation, God, and what maybe we go through in, in some of our darkest moments, God. I thank you that you have intervened in our lives already in the most amazing way. That you've taken our sin and our shame on the cross. God, help us to go to you and lean into these difficult times that we might come out more in love with you. It's in Christ's name, amen.